About 15 seconds later, it was all over, and we did it. But I'll never forget, I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing, I will say that. And uh, so when I see uh, sometimes uh, the intelligence, you talk about the intelligence, or you talk about some of the things that went wrong over the last week, uh, they've got to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force. They're fighting potentially Iran. And when they have people saying the wrong things, everything they say is being digested by these people because they're vicious and they're smart. And boy, are they vicious because nobody's ever seen the kind of sight that we've seen. Nobody's ever seen it. But they cannot play games. So we were disappointed by that, very disappointed. But we did the job ourselves, and it was absolute precision, magnificent, beautiful job. And then... Uh, Bibi tried to take credit for it. That wasn't good. That didn't make me feel too good, but that's all right. So they got to strengthen themselves up. About what went down today. You've got a vote behind closed doors. How does that vote work? I think it's a secret ballot vote, right? That's right, Chris. It is a secret ballot vote. And Steve Scalise, the House Majority Leader, the natural successor to Kevin McCarthy, beat out uh, Jim Jordan, the right-wing firebrand, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, who, at least in public endorsements heading into this uh, contest, seemed to have an edge. But Scalise, it turns out, had uh, most of the silent members, the ones who don't go on TV as much, who aren't as popular on conservative media. Uh, they preferred Scalise. Still, it was a narrow vote. And now Scalise has got to figure out how to get to 217 votes. He's got his own Rubik's Cube here. You know, McCarthy had trouble corralling the majority of the Republican conference, or rather almost every member, as he needed to do every day to keep the job. Scalise has got a, a different and equally challenging occasion, uh, uh, equation on his hands right now. What I would do is I would bomb Iran's oil infrastructure. The money financing terrorism comes from Iran. It's time for this terrorist state to pay a price for financing and supporting all this chaos. Yes, if you're the Iranians, if it were up to me, this war escalates, I'm coming after you. I think this is what I'm trying to clarify here, because I, I, I'm wondering... Us if and Israel. Us and Israel. Us, the United States no, and no, Israel. No, I will be crystal clear. The United. So let me a just let me just um, let me just understand yeah, you. Yes, just sorry. to be clear, you're saying yeah. that you would want the United States and Israel to bomb Iran, even in the absence you of direct it. evidence of their involvement in this uh, attack. Yeah. So if there's an escalation, Abby, if there's people's throats being cut on television as Israel goes into Gaza and they're threatening to kill the hostages. If Hezbollah is unleashed on Israel in the north, it will be because Iran is supporting that. If you don't get the connection between Iran and this terrorist activity by Hamas and Hezbollah, you're missing a lot. This is a terrorist state that has American blood on its hands. It is now time to dismantle the financing system of terrorism if this war escalates. Yes, I would do a joint military operation. I tell the Iranians today. If the war escalates, you will pay a price. You will be out of the oil business. I want to be crystal clear on that. And if we don't do that, what do you expect to happen in the future? Do you expect Israel to forgive and forget? Biden didn't mention one word about Iran today. And I want to support the president. I'm supporting the Saudi-Israel peace deal. Israel made peace with several Arab countries through the Abraham Accords. I want to help the Palestinians we can do business with as part of a Saudi-Israel peace deal. But I'm tired of letting Iran 
I think they did this to stop the Saudi Arab peace negotiations, the Iranians. I don't want to reward them. I want to punish them. That's the hope. Can anyone get 217? That's the hope. As I said, we're sending a loud and clear message. The United States is ready to take action should any actor hostile to Israel consider trying to escalate or widen this war. So for groups like Hezbollah, how much weight does that threat actually carry? Um, is it likely to have any impact on the decision-making process? And you know, when, when Iran hears that, what do they hear? Uh, the United States is good at many things, but it's not very good at uh, either diplomacy or warfare uh, in, uh, in the global south. Uh, so the, the U.S. acts tough to support Israel. It's always done that. Uh, but I don't think these kind of statements uh, influence very many people in the region. If Iran or Hezbollah wanted to do something, an American threat probably would not stop them from doing it. But I think the reality is that neither Iran nor Hezbollah want to start a bigger war. The, the United States is hysterically obsessed with Iran uh, for some reason. That The U.S. always has to have a, an evil bad guy menace in the region. It used to be Iraq. It used to be the Russians. It used to be um, uh, uh, Al-Qaeda and all kinds of other groups, and uh, now it's, uh, it's Iran. Um, and it's ironic that the U.S. negotiated a, an agreement, a very good agreement uh, with Iran on nuclear issues and, and, uh, and sanctions. Uh, but they, Iran is seen in the U.S. public sphere and the political elite and the media as a really terrible menace, uh, almost as bad as China is in the U.S. eyes. And therefore, they keep playing this, uh, overplaying this uh, sense of uh, we're going to stop Iran from doing this and doing that. And, and the, Iran shows no sign of wanting to be involved in the war. So I don't take very seriously what the U.S. says about uh, Middle East ideological and, and political and, and military movements. So uh, neither do most people in the region. Going on for hundreds of years where a conference or a caucus selects its speaker by a majority vote inside the conference. They go to the House floor and everybody votes for them. That's how it's done. So there will be an orderly process and actually work can get done. The people's work can get done. Legislation can get passed. And our allies like Israel and Ukraine can be supported. Not here. I mean, how long, Jackie, are they willing to continue this madness, this chaos in the only branch of government Americans have entrusted them with? There was, Joe, cautious optimism yesterday that lawmakers could potentially rally around at least one of these candidates, Steve Scalise or Jim Jordan, after their closed-door meeting where uh, they took a, a secret ballot on either candidate um, and maybe get that done yesterday afternoon, take the vote to the House floor um, and, and move on and start focusing on the real-world issues that are blowing up around the House GOP conference as they've essentially been paralyzed without a leader. That quickly uh, proved to be um, a misguided assessment of the situation and that Steve Scalise, the front runner and, and I think clearer front runner, at least yesterday morning, uh, ended up having far more opposition than I think people realized. I think there was a little bit of confusion amongst the Capitol Hill press corps because there was this um, conference rules package that people were debating that was uh, put forward by Chip Roy and there was more opposition 
to that. And I think that's what people were sort of distracted by. Um, and there was less realization that actually a lot of the opposition was also paired with Steve Scalise. Scalise himself was also whipping against this rules package. That didn't sit well with a lot of members. And the more, I think there, it was sort of a, a tinderbox kind of situation where the more Republicans that came out of that closed door meeting uh, in the Longworth House building yesterday saying that they were not going to support Scalise, some of them who actually continued to maintain that they were going to vote for former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, and still had an axe to grind with those eight firebrand Republicans who ousted him last week. Um, things quickly deteriorated, and now we're not even sure when a House, when a House vote's going to happen or whether Jim Jordan or Scalise is ultimately going to be the nominee. Yeah. This is an act of terror. It cannot stand. We heard from the administration there seems to have been a failure of intelligence as well. Uh, we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it. We know that it, it, Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event, event like this could happen. We know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. The other concern is escalation in the region. Uh, we know that Hezbollah has 100,000 rockets that would overload the Iron Dome. Uh, we know that in Syria we have ISIS. Uh, we know that uh, Lebanon with Hezbollah. We know that Iraq has uh, Shia proxies and, and Iran-backed proxies. We know Iran it, itself has in large part funded this and provided the weapons for it. We don't want to see escalation. We want to see this contained to Gaza. Uh, however, uh, we're very concerned about the fidelity of our intelligence and the escalation of a conflict in the Middle East that could turn into a global jihad movement in Israel. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Thursday, 12 October in the year of our Lord, 2023. You're in the war room. We have a lot of work to do today. You've always been already been quite successful. Moments ago, Jim Jordan came out, and I think he said he's going to he's endorsing uh, Steve Scalise, just in case there was any non-clarity of that. Of course, Scott Perry followed that, but said he would never vote for anybody that uh, kept the status quo. Steve Scalise's um, speakership run is in extremis right now. The number's 202-225-3121. This audience, uh, if you're so inclined, call your congressman right now and give them a piece of your message. Steve Scalise is just a uh, a watered-down version, uh, a, a, a not quite as slick a version of Kevin McCarthy, completely owned by the lobbyists. It's just D.C. cartel uh, with a less slick um, front porch. It cannot happen to be a disastrous speakership. Scalise and anybody that thinks they're running for speaker, in fact, Jake Sherman, I think Jake Sherman's got a tweet out or, or um, 
um, Manu over at CNN. It's quite perceptive. And the tweet talks about the if, if Scalise moves up about the uh, majority leader race where you have uh, Emmers and Hearn and maybe Stefanik, uh, you throw Jordan to that mix, that's really the speaker's race. It's it's completely open today because Scalise is not going to get there. And I think you're going to see mounting uh, more mounting uh, opposition. There's about 20 votes against right now. 202-225-3121. You can't have anybody. We cannot have anybody that represents the D.C. insider cartel, and that's Steve Scalise. He just keeps a lower profile. And if you've noticed, if you look at the list, and, and Grace and Mo have it up, it's up on my Getter account. And maybe Grace and Mo, you can push it out to uh, Carly Bonet over at Telegram and, and our Telegram channel, the folks over at Rumble, all of it. Um, you see, it, what may strike you as interesting, there's a lot of new names on there. It's not the – there. Uh, certain of the hard eight didn't, didn't make the list. That's fine. You're in shifting coalitions. All the time, as long as you're the rock that says America first MAGA, we need to know where they stand on CRs because we don't want any more. They need to get to work. We need to know where they are on appropriations. Particularly, we need to know, you know, everybody's saying, oh, it has to happen. You have to have urgent. You have to put a resolution about Israel. No, Israel knows we're with them. Uh, but there's more disturbing information. President Trump actually went there last night. Talk, it told the BB story that Jack Basobic broke on this very show on Saturday morning where the Netanyahu government backed out at the last second when they took out Soleimani. And it was quite, it was a big deal. But President Trump had the, once again, the leadership and the courage to go it alone, which he did, uh, to take out Soleimani. That's, that's the types of credit that President Trump never gets. So, you know, is Israel with you until they're not? I mean, this is a whole, we have to have this discussion, have to have an adult's conversation because the ground operation in Gaza is going to be uh, quite – it's going to make Fallujah uh, look like a, a day at Santa Monica Beach. So there has to be a real discussion about this. And right now, you saw McCall. It was in the Daily Mail. It's in the New York Post. He said it yesterday. He confirmed that, uh, that the uh, Israeli intelligence – the Israelis were, con- were informed by Egyptian intelligence three days beforehand – that something was going to happen. So if that happens, how do you have basically Burning Man? Uh, I mean, how do you have it anyway? You have Burning Man all the way in a kibbutz that's like a mile from Gaza. My note to everybody's running around so emotional. If the if Hamas terrorists are animals, and they are animals, on the morning of the 8th, they were animals on the 7th. How did this entire thing happen? We need answers. We need answers. And you see what Lindsey Graham in the Fox News uh, bomber command want to do. They want to get in and start bombing Tehran right away. Short commercial break. Russ vote. Nancy Mace next in the war room. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. 
in essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898 Texas right now. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Gates, the former CIA guy under uh, under Obama and Bush, is on Fox News. We're gonna get the clip saying we have to we have to immediately get a speaker. You need to get order in Congress immediately so we can get Israel what it needs. No, sir, you'd be incorrect. We need the appropriate non-DC cartel speaker to make sure that America gets what she needs. The priority is the United States of America. The priority are the citizens of the United States of America. As soon as this freaking town and the TV for stupid people and CNN and MSNBC and all of them understand that. As soon as they understand that we can make progress, <clears throat> but we're going to block chop block and get in people's grill until that happens. Because they're never going to treat you with respect. They're never going to take this country's interest first unless you metaphorically punch them in the mouth. That's all they understand. They don't understand they're going to abuse you. They're going to take advantage of you. They're going to use you until that moment comes. That's why they hate Donald Trump, a quite imperfect instrument that is an armor-piercing shell to the uh, to the establishment, Russ Vote joins us. By the way, the number is two zero two 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 five three one two one. Newsmax just reported that Scalise internally they're saying he can't get to two seventeen. They're thinking about maybe dropping out. Jim Jordan would jump in. It's, it's 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 quite chaotic, and that's a good thing. In chaos, there's opportunity. Russ Vote joins us now, sir. You're you're you you've been the architect of the anti DC cartel cause of which we all are at the ramparts for. Give us some guidance today, Coach. Well, I think, you know, it's very clear Steve Scalise is not a paradigm-shifting speaker. He's not an America First speaker uh, designee, and it's clear he doesn't have the votes. And I don't know if that's if he's going to wake up today or tomorrow or the next day, but I think what he was hoping for was that there would not be opposition on the floor, that he'd be able to just bums rush this thing and get it to the floor. And yesterday that became very clear. Not only do the individuals, many of the individuals that were there in January and others that were there in the Gates uh, initiative, but other coalitions, even moderates, are opposed to this. Uh, and so this is this is a wide open race. And, and, and I think it's important to, to zoom out for a second. For those who are saying that the Congress is in disarray and there's chaos, we have a funding deadline that's coming up at the in mid-November, and it is vital to be able to get that right. 
that that affects every single agency that is a part of the federal government that gets its funding, including the Department of Defense, including all of the funding for state and foreign ops. That has to be gotten right. And we can't govern by these by the establishment using the events that are occurring around the world to cause us to to make decisions faster than our in our interests as Americans. This is an important issue to be able to settle and to be settled right. And thankfully, because enough members have said uh, Steve Scalise is is just more of the same. It's it's it is. Remember, Steve Scalise is the guy that threatened Andrew Clyde and said he wouldn't bring his 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 uh, legislation to protect gun Americans, gun owning Americans, to the floor. That behind all of the decisions of Kevin McCarthy has been Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise is the one that ruined the Republican Study Committee and turned it away from being the conservative conscience of the House. That became the House Freedom Caucus, and he was largely unsuccessful because they came and were stronger than the RSC ever was. But, but in the last 10, 15 years, Steve Scalise has been behind the scenes pushing the cartel's interest, and we cannot allow him to be Speaker of the House. One more time, just hit rewind for a second about this day because people are losing sight of this. Why is the mid-November date so important for us to get it right? I'm hearing, you know, even Jordan, the, the, he's got a CR that goes into January, but get a 1% cut. I mean, walk the audience through what is imp- in the fog of war here. What is so important we have to keep total clarity on? Remember the leverage points. The debt limit ceded much of our leverage points until the end of the Biden administration's first term and only term. The Now you have just funding. All you have in terms of the must-pass bills are the funding. And we thought at the end of the fiscal year there was going to be a big fight over efforts to defund the woke and weaponized bureaucracy, get a handle on our issues as a country, and use that as a forcing function. But what happened, Kevin McCarthy, once again, governed with House Democrats. That's why we are in this speaker's fight, because he crossed over. He was deposed as a result of that. But what had been the thing that they passed was a continuing resolution into November. So. This speaker's debate is all about setting up the proper strategy and game plan that will come and and allow us to use that as a leverage point down the road. And of the members that you've talked as potential candidates, Jim Jordan and others, it's important for them to bring their visions about how they're going to handle that. But uh, here's what I do know. Steve Scalise has no interest whatsoever in using that as a leverage point. He wants to keep the gravy train flowing. And I think that's what is critical to get his candidacy off of the table, and then we can have a conversation about how to use those leverage points against the Biden administration effectively. When you say uh, paradigm shifting, this has been one of your your constructs from the beginning. Walk our audience through what they should be looking for and what when people lay out their vision. And you're right, McCarthy never did it, had the common courtesy to do it. Scalise didn't do it. I heard from the people that were in the room, there was no vision, there was no talk, it was just more of the same. It was just a junior varsity version of McCarthyism, of, of, uh, of, of that brand of McCarthyism. Um, walk me through what the audience should be looking for. Help us out here. When you say paradigm shifting, what do you want people to, what, what actions do you want them to say they're going to take? Well, let's go back to remembering why we call it the cartel. The cartel t- uh, takes p- policy wins off the table that could be achieved. Politics is the art of the possible, but they take them off the table. Why? Because they don't want the risk involved. They want the status quo. They want stability. 
And so when in this this war room community, what we're constantly saying is what we need those leverage points. There's risk. There's some risk involved, but we'll win that and we'll win as a result. We'll be successful with why the country selected Republicans. And so you've got to have a, some, a person in, in, a, in a leadership position that wants those confrontations, wants those leverage points, wants to manage that risk. And that is what is critical to be able to get someone that wants to nationalize these debates and go hard at the Biden administration is not just a, it, it, content to just keep everything being done the way it's always being done. That's the definition of a paradigm shifting speaker. You, you, you've set up and you've dedicated your life's work to this. I mean, you were OMB director in President Trump's first term. You'll have a very senior role in the second term. You, the, the, the group you've set up, Center for Renewing America, focuses on these policy issues all the time. When we, we get this confusion that, you know, Gates is on Fox and you've got to get a speaker now because they've got to put out a resolution about Israel. When you look at the world <clears throat> for our audience, to put the America first priorities now, what would you what would you what are you looking for in someone uh, that is running for speaker? What do they need to say or what do they need to lay out their vision that they will do that would convince you in the center that this person is really America first? I think what beginning to, you know, obviously a conversation about Ukraine would be a great tell as to where someone is going to be from an America first perspective, the ability to push back on the neoconservative establishment. But I think from the standpoint of policies, it's often easy for people to cloak themselves as America first. And what I found so uh, inspiring about working for President Trump was his willingness to take on confrontation on behalf of the American people to, to crush the, the administrative state and pick fights with the powers that be here in Washington, D.C. And I think that's what you've got. You've got to get someone that, that wants conflict with the left that wants to be able to use the leverage points. And when you hear conversations about, okay, we're gonna do continuing resolutions as far as the eye can see, that's not picking a fight with, with the way this town works. That's the, that is in fact the way that this, this town works. And there, there has to be a fearlessness and a, and, a, and, a, and a lack of concern with regard to how you, you take on these political risks. Yes, you got to manage them properly, but that's what you're a politician for, to manage them appropriately and win, win the debate with the American people. You can do it. You got elected to Congress. Uh, that's what we're rooting for you. If, we, if you didn't want the risk, you shouldn't have gone to Congress. Uh, last thing on this mid-November date, um, what, do you, what, do you, what do you feel Congress has to be doing now on appropriations works and others to make sure we don't get jammed up again, they're just going to say, well, you need another continuing re resolution. This has to go past the holidays. What do you want to see out of the House right now? Get a good, good speaker and then keep passing individual appropriations bills. Send them to the Senate. Make the Senate be the ones that are stopping them. But always remember, this debate is fundamentally about where Joe Biden is vis-a-vis -vis the House. The Senate is largely irrelevant. They will agree to whatever Joe Biden uh, agrees to in a final determination. But the House has to continue to pass these bills and have messaging opportunities on securing the border, dealing with the weaponization of the Department of Justice. That would also be another example of, of how you get an America first speaker. Are you willing to take on the weaponization of the Department of Justice? Or are you viewing that as a law enforcement matter in which you are scared of even touching it? That is a huge separator right now within House Republicans that we talk to. 
Russ, where do people go for your uh, for your uh, social media, particularly Getter and uh, and Truth and uh, and uh, Twitter? You're very active. It keeps up. And how do they get to the center? At Russ Vote, we'll be putting up stuff throughout the day and AmericaRenewing.com. And we appreciate all those who have made this happen by watching your show, Steve. Well, you you are the architect of this. It's just been absolutely brilliant. And uh, more importantly, audience should know, Russ Vote is steady under fire. <laughs> he comes under fire a lot. Got to have a steady hand. He's been a great uh, aide to President Trump and, uh, and great things will happen in the second term with Vote there. Russ, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Thanks, Steve. You are the foundational elements of stability. Stability. Because this is better thought through than all this stuff you see yammering around on TV. Got to get a speaker right away. We need a resolution. No. We need the salvation of this nation. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in a moment. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. So in terms of the money, uh, you write that um, that's why he likes Vladimir Putin so much. What do you mean? Yeah. So he loves the fact that nothing happens in Moscow, nothing happens in Russia without the express authority and consent of Vladimir Putin. And he wants that for himself in this country. He doesn't want to be president of the United States. He wants to be our dictator, our Fuhrer, our supreme leader, our monarch. He wants to be the king. And he won't stop until he actually accomplishes that. And the thing that I, I warn everybody about, anybody who wants to listen, and it sounds hyperbolic, but it's not. Donald himself turned around and said the first thing that he's going to do if he becomes president again is what? He wants to rewrite the Constitution. You imagine this idiot rewriting the Constitution in crayons on the back of stolen top secret documents? And what is the purpose of him rewriting the Constitution? 
it's in order to separate and to get rid of the tripartite system of our government. He wants to remove the legislative branch's power. He wants to remove the judiciary's branch uh, of, of power. And he wants to confer all power onto the executive branch, which is what? Him. And so by doing that, he becomes the king. And there is no one who would be able to stop him at that point in time because he'll believe that executive privilege, executive orders will give him the opportunity to do whatever he wants. He can go after members of Congress. He'll go after members of the Supreme. The reason we play this, normally we don't play Prado, but here's the reason. There are three simultaneous conferences going on to stop Donald J. Trump. There you have in New York City a gathering of elites and celebrities and huge uh, big league money for a never Trump. You know, it's, it's called, I think, the never Trump or stop Trump conference. Now, these are mainly uh, progressives and liberals. Robert De Niro, uh, who wasn't, I don't think, there, but made a statement that said that Trump not only has to be stopped, that he's um, he's evil, pure evil. In addition, out in Park City, Utah. You have um, Mitt Romney, Mittens, whose biography is going to come out uh, in a couple of weeks, and I think it, it, it's going to go after President Trump pretty hard. McKay Coppins, uh, another piece of work, the writer. This is the official biography of Mittens. This is why Mittens is, is stepping down, because I think he says a lot of mean stuff. You know, Mittens has got to get really worked up to, you know, to say mean things. Um, and Paul Ryan. I've got a Paul Ryan clip I'm going to play here in a second. Paul Ryan out in Park City. That is, and they said, it's in their DNA of this group in Park City, which are major big-time donors, big money. It says it's, it's not in their DNA to ever accept Trump. What they mean by that is never to accept you. What they want is you to be just the cattle herd. Just to be the herd, to to go about your life, to uh, to uh, pay your pay your taxes, you know, put your money away for for retirement. Uh, you know, you got pension or four hundred one k maybe IRA maybe pension maybe. They got them in. By the way, they got them in Europe. Europe. You know, you got you got pension funds and you got full medical care by the government. You got it all. How do they have that? Uh, because you're underwriting their defense. Just remember that. How's that health care working out for you? How's that, how's that pension? How's that big, fat pension of yours? Is that working out well? Remember, the Cokes and all these guys, the, the thing that drives them nuts at night, you get a $1,000 check or whatever from Social Security. Drives them nuts. They're, they're, or Medicare. They're, trying to, they're working all night. Like there's nowhere else you can cut. They're working all night. They're just they're they're maniacally focused. They got to get that money. It drives it drives them crazy. They hate it. After you had back breaking toil for your entire life, oh yeah, and raised your kids up to go serve their country in foreign battlefields, and did everything you were supposed to do as a good householder. It's always you. The burden's always on you, but it's also always your fault. You notice that? The burden's always on you, but it's always your fault. Uh, we'll get into more of that. Some of the money managers taking umbrage with some of the student organizations at Harvard. Quite, quite upset. They're not saying really anything about the Harvard establishment. And this is only going to get worse. Tomorrow is a global day of jihad. 
So I'm telling you, when you go in, when they go into um, into Gaza, block by block, street by street, just be ready. Just be ready because it's going to get ugly. It's going to get nasty. You're going to see the masks are all coming off. The masks are all coming off. You don't have to take their mask off. They're all coming off. You see who has America's back and who is putting America first and who is putting American citizens first. And it's not that they're doing it selfishly. It's not you're doing selfishly. If America's crippled, if America's in extremis, if America's broken, if America has been invaded, the, the whole rest of it comes unglued. Then Israel doesn't have a chance. Then Europe doesn't have a chance. Then Taiwan doesn't have a chance or the, or, or, or the Korean Peninsula, Japan. The freedom-loving people in the uh, on the um, on the the rim of uh, of the Eurasian landmass in Asia, the, the littoral nations of the South China Sea, all of it, not a chance. In Latin America, freedom-loving people throughout the world. If America, it's always been they're, they're after. If America crumbles, if America implodes, if America collapses, or if America is just so with both debt and the invasion, if it's so preoccupied on having to get its own house in order, then it collapses. America first is not isolationist. It's the opposite of isolationist. But it's not adventurism. We've had too much adventure. We've had too much empire building. We're not an empire. We were never supposed to be an empire. Our founders and founding us as Republic warned us, warned us about going overseas, looking for monsters to slay. Even going after the Barbary pirates. And you notice the Barbary pirates, uh, the first kind of foreign uh, international geopolitical issue we had to deal with. And that was quite an issue. It had locked up the British Empire, locked up the Spanish. They, were, they, they had full operational control of the Mediterranean. This just wasn't a bunch of guys from a Robert Louis Stevenson novel. This, these were hardcore. In the same bad neighborhood that is still a bad neighborhood today and maybe even worse because they got they got biological, chemical, and nuclear weapons that could, you know, go off and spread everywhere. America first means that we're going to think through, we're going to think through what the United States is going to do throughout the world that's in betterment of the cause of this republic. You notice everything in the speaker's race? Have you ever, have you heard any of them? Talk about the DOJ, the administrative state, the border, the debt. We got to stop. No, they're already cratered on things. Oh, I got a CR. It's going to go into the new year and it's going to have 1% debt. You know, Jordan's wandering all over the place. He's wandering all over the place. You got Scalise is just another guy from the, from the swamp. He's just a junior version. He's a less, he's a less, um, he's a less socially acceptable version to, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the Silicon Valley crowd. Then McCarthy and yesterday, particularly some of the influencers. And, and look, I love the influencers. Great, they're they're kind of like the special forces. They're the special operators. They're they're parachuting behind enemy lines. But every now and again, they they start they start running around like this whole thing yesterday. Hey, just take a deep breath. This is serious work. Remember, the war room. We're we're in trench after trench after trench after trench. This this audience is on the ramparts and down in the grit. Because you got to dig, you got to take a trenching tool and dig these people out of here. You have to turf them out. 
The Scalise, oh, it's the end of the world. Is Scalise any different than McCarthy? Hey, take a deep breath. You know, we got this. McCarthy said yesterday, McCarthy kind of put in the knife in the Scalise this morning and said, hey, quite frankly, you're supposed to have 150 votes yesterday and show some momentum. He didn't. He had 110. They counted three folks from the territories that can't vote on the floor. They can vote in conference. I guess it was fair to count them, but that's not quite a, that's not quite a real count. It was 110. He was far short. 202-225-3121, man the ramparts. Because after today, it's a free ball. And you want, you want a free ball because you want somebody to step up and say, okay, here's what I see my vision as speaker. I see that I'm the speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives and second in line to the presidency. And I got a feeble guy wandering around and, of course, Kamala. Um, and so this is a quite important job. But my vision for the country is to wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. America first. If I hear one more person say, oh, it, you can tell a phony and you can tell somebody that does not have this country's interest in mind. They say, we have to have a speaker this afternoon. It's urgent. We have to have a speaker urgently this afternoon because we have to put out a resolution about Hamas. That person right there, it's just straight, credibility, zero. Take the pen and just put zero next to their name. It's, it's Paul Gijaud and the warmonger neocon, neoliberal crowd, neocon, who have never gotten anything right. Remember, this this is the house organ of 20 years of relentless warfare in the middle, in the first regional war. They even call it a second regional war calls for urgent, urgent. They want to just skip around. Of course, they're not going to do any sacrificing. What did Bill Crystal tell you? Bill Crystal, they're going to be throwing roses in the, you know, in, in, in the, in Baghdad, they're going to be throwing roses, putting you know, putting rose, putting flowers in the hair of the guys. This is going to, it's going to look like Paris in nineteen uh, nineteen forty four. Look like Paris. It looked like the uh, the Low Countries when they were when they were uh, when the Nazis were driven out. Everybody you couldn't even get the tanks through. There were hours and hours of celebration. That's that's they actually sold that. They actually sold that. No, the speaker two zero two 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 five three one two one. You're the deciding factor. You. There's a shifting coalition. Look at the names. Grace and Mo got the names. Half the names you won't even recognize. It's a shifting coalition. It's not done yet by long. Hey, Scalise and his guys are going to, I think, hunker down and say, look, we got to figure out. We got to cut deals and we got to power through this. We have to cut deals and we have to power through this. And so there's going to be a lot of deal making. There's going to be a lot of back scratching. So, you, you, you know, this thing is. This thing is still a long way from done. Like I said, never, never rest on your on your pitchfork uh, until the votes actually counted. But I noticed that they're, they're not hurrying. They're already pushing back the conference. They're going to go behind closed doors again because you had a huge win yesterday. They wanted to do this whole thing behind closed doors. And finally, the vote thing got blown up. So now the vote's got to be, I think, on the floor. But they, they, look, long story short, they don't want anybody looking in on this thing. Right. Radical transparency is not working for them. They, they want to cut deals and have anonymous votes. One of the reasons I wanted it on the record, I want to see who was with Trump and who, who wasn't. <clears throat> he endorsed Jordan. As, you, as people, the, our audience here, the Warren Posse knows, I was not wildly enthusiastic about that. Let's say I tempered my enthusiasm. And here's the reason. <clears throat> Jim Jordan on the key issues are just all over the map. Jim Jordan's a good man. Jim Jordan uh, once, a, you know, at one time founded the, the the House Freedom Caucus, and years ago when we worked together all the time, 
He was a fire breather, a firebrand. But when you come out and the first thing you say, hey, you know, we need a CR, we got a kid, you're in Hannity, give me gobbledygook, give me Fox News, TV for stupid people, talking points. Hey, I'm not sure you're the guy. So maybe, and Jordan may have a shot at this, and maybe he comes back and can impress the Warren Posse with being, with being anti-cartel. But we're beyond the point of the happy talk. Now we're down to it. And of course, you're being blamed because you're the agents of chaos. What you're actually doing is saying, no, we're not just going to jump into this. We want to see exactly what your plan is for sorting out what's wrong in this nation. Short commercial break. Then we got Mike Davis up next. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go there right now. Uh, they will help you understand why gold has been a hedge in turbulent times for 5,000 years. So check it out. Find out more about it, about your IRA, the, all the all the tax-free or tax-deferred IRAs, 401ks. Go check it out. Just get get knowledgeable. We, we, we try to learn you up here on geopolitics, capital markets, all of it. And you're pretty smart. Your learning curve is straight up. That's why you've changed history. You're changing history even as we speak. 202-225-3121. That would be the switchboard of the House of Representatives. And make sure you call and get And by the way, Call your local person, particularly if you're in my beloved South or up in my beloved uh, inner, inner, inner uh, what is it, the uh, Intermountain um, uh, West, you know, Wyoming, Colorado, um, um, Montana, maybe up even on North Dakota, South Dakota. Those places, you are in pretty red districts and you got pretty moderate folks representing you. Yep. I think that's an issue, and I think you ought to have call. You're their partners. You give them money. You knock on doors for them. Call them up and say, "Hey, how about a partners discussion?" You suck. <laughs> okay, let me. I, I've seen you in action now. They can't hide from the votes anymore. 
They can't have the votes. We're not going to let them, and you're not going to let them. So make sure you light them up today. Give them, give them the old what for. On Brother Steve Scalise, another just another example of the D.C. cartel in all its glory. Mike Davis, you called this. You wrote a, a quite prescient piece for a red-haired Irishman uh, back, back in. You wrote it in August. It, Fox Digital, which is still, I think, very strong. I, I actually like that site a lot because they got really good stuff on it. Um, they put it up on September 8th. That was before the guys even returned from their like four month of vacation. What did you say in that piece? And why is it why in uh, almost the middle of October is it still uh, the thing that we're looking for? Yeah, I mean, uh, what I said is, is that if Speaker McCarthy wanted to be successful as speaker and keep his speakership, he needed to cut spending in the appropriations process to pre-COVID levels, and then he also needed to implement uh, uh, policy writers, appropriations writers, in the process to end the federal funding of weaponized justice against political opponents, open borders, racial division, gender chaos, and the Democrats' other Marxist policies. And unfortunately for Speaker McCarthy, he didn't do that. He thought he was just going to do a uh, a clean CR and maybe have the Democrats bail him out, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Hakeem Jeffries bail him out, and that didn't work out for him, and he lost the speakership. I think what this next speaker needs to do, whoever it is, is they they have a short window here. It's going to be about a 30-day window here to get serious about reining in our spending. The House of Representatives has the power of the purse, right? And the, the, the House of Representatives needs to put the federal government on a crash diet, and they need to end these woke, weaponized policies that Obama and Biden have implemented to go after their political enemies, right? For example, there needs to be a writer that the Article Three Project championed, along with Congressman Andrew Clyde in Georgia, that uh, it says two things. No federal funds may be used to prosecute any major presidential candidate on or before November 5th, 2024, and any state or local government that prosecutes criminally or civilly uh, any major presidential candidate on or before November 5th, 2024, loses all federal funding. We need to let the American people, not these Democrat prosecutors in these Democrat hellholes like New York, D.C., and Atlanta decide this next presidential election. We're not going to allow this unprecedented lawfare and election interference by these Democrat uh, prosecutors. And the the House Republicans need to get tough about this because uh, we're not going to have a country left if these Democrats succeed with their election interference and their lawfare. I I think that uh, that was proven uh, by Caesar and Rome uh, uh, when, when Caesar crossed the Rubicon into Gaul because he was he was. He thought he was forced there by the Roman in, insider uh, insiders, and that was his last resort, and it led to the fall of the Roman Republic. And I think this lawfare against Trump, if the House Republicans don't end it immediately, it's going to lead to a tit for tat going into the future that's going to end our country. So it needs to end immediately. Uh, we also need to uh, end this gender chaos. We need to end federal funding for gender-affirming care, surgeries and pills, for kids and prisoners. We, we just need to take back control 
of our federal government. And if Senate Democrats and President Biden don't want to go along with these policies that have about 60 percent or more of American support, let them shut down the government. Who gives a damn if we shut down the government? People are still going to get their Social Security uh, checks and other entitlements. Who gives a damn if the, if the federal government gets shut down for two or three weeks before Biden and Senate Democrats come to their senses? If Kevin McCarthy had put forward, Mike, if he just taken the article in Fox and copied it and sent it around, Kevin McCarthy would be speaker today. He'd this is how very- big a grip, Mike. I want to ask. I know you got to bounce, but I want to. I'm going to hold you through the. I want to hold you through the break. Why won't they? We got about a minute here, Mike, and then I'm going to hold you through. It's a quick 90 second break. Your plan would have saved his speakership. What is the grip? that the D.C. cartel has on people like McCarthy and like Scalise, that for their own self-survival, they can't even, it's like they're inexorably pulled to the other side. You gave him a map that says, this will not just save your speakership, this will make you a historic figure. It's right here, just do it. What is it that, that keeps him from doing it? There are so many forces in Washington that, that on both sides of the aisle that fight every day to increase Washington spending and Washington control control over our lives. And when you are too beholden to those special interests, when you're too beholden to those lobbyists, and when you miscalculate, when you think that you can just ignore uh, the American people and go along with the Washington insiders, and then Nancy Pelosi and Hakeem Jeffries are going to bail you out, when you miscalculate like that, then you lose your speakership. Uh, so I think he learned a lesson, a very uh, the, the the very hard way for him. Uh, and I think the next speaker needs to understand that today's House Republicans are serious about cutting government spending. Hang on one second, uh, Mike. There's another part. Uh, the, you, you use a phrase called pre-COVID that is not emblazoned upon people's minds right now. Mike Davis is going to stick with us a little bit after the break. Second hour will be hotter than the first. I commit to you. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. I am the last person on earth to nag you about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, Eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You feel better with more energy. And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Now, let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com, code Bannon. Take agency, 
Do it today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.